Hi, I'm Rochelle Jackson. Welcome to The Crime Couch. I'm an investigative journalist and true crime author, and I know who's who in the zoo, the crims, the cops, and the interesting individuals in between. So get comfy and join me each week on The Crime Couch for a rollicking, intriguing tale. It'll be one heck of a journey. Billy the Texan Longley was one of the most feared men on the Melbourne docks during the 1960s and 70s. He was an old-time villain from an era when men lived by a code and stood by their mates. The Texan served time for the murder of a Union State Secretary, Pat Shannon, and was charged with murder, attempted murder, manslaughter and what was then Australia's largest armed hold-up. Frances Stratford knew Billy Longley better than anyone. She was a former girlfriend and lived with him, nursing him right to the end. Now, I first met Fran when I was working for Seven's Today Tonight program. And then I got to know her a lot better when I was writing Billy's biography. This was called In Your Face and it was published by ABC Books in 2005. I'm sitting with Fran on a rather wintry day in Melbourne's Inner West. Hi Fran, thanks very much for sitting with me on the crime couch today. Mm, That's okay. Can you tell me, how did you first meet Billy Longley, Fran? He just moved into the house next door. It had been vacant for a couple of months and he just moved in. He said hello over the fence and that's it. Oh no, he said hello in the street and that was it. Okay, so what were your first impressions of this man known as the Texan? Oh, just a chubby old man. (laughs) He was a chubby old man. He was um, well in his 60s by then. Mm -hmm. And he was, as long as I knew him, he was always overweight, always trying to diet, never very successfully. Apparently he had been to Weight Watchers at some stage and got his weight down but it didn't last very long he used to eat lots of chocolate and nick out in the middle of the night and buy chocolate he'd even been stopped by the police one morning at three o'clock in the morning going out to buy chocolate (laughs) which I found rather amusing so after all the uh the 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 criminal history he's got he gets pulled up by the police for for going out for a, a late uh, a late night chocolate. Yeah, they just want to know. They it was there was something going on in Ascot Vale at the time. I can't remember what, but everyone who was out like at three o'clock in the morning got stopped to ask where are you going and what are you doing, <laughs> and he got stopped to ask where are you going and he said, oh, I'm just going to the service station. <laughs> what was his his um most favoured chocolate that he used to love having? He liked old gold the best, I think. He and he used to eat one or two whole blocks at an at a time, nearly every night. Now you were Billy's constant companion. You cooked his meals. You basically worked for him as a media liaison. Although he often, as he would tell me, liked to row his own boat. Um, you also introduced him to a special water sport, didn't you, Fran? I took him down to the leisure centre to 
do some water aerobics and he he took to that he was funny watching him though because he didn't work as hard as anyone else in the pool (laughs) he just plod along at his own pace but he enjoyed it and it was an outing for him every day so yeah no that was fine he he liked the water sport and he liked the water aerobics and he liked meeting everybody down there and having coffee and yeah so he was happy to do that He's a real um, people person in lots of senses, which many people would find surprising. But he often held court, didn't he? Like he loved oh. to have people around and he'd often go and have multiple cups of coffees. And Oh, he'd, he'd always um, invited everybody to come for coffee, come for coffee, come for lunch, come for lunch. And we always went to, you know, some restaurant, probably mostly in Puckle Street in Mooney Ponds, and then... When that changed hands, we went down to Union Road in Ascot Vale. And um, we went there for a while. And then when Bill got sick, of course, that was kind of the end of that, really. What are some of your fondest memories of Billy Fan? Because you spent a long time with him and looking after him. What are some of the fondest memories you've got of him? Oh, it's hard to say, just... He was there all the time. He was there when I needed company, mainly just that we he was good company. We used to talk a lot. We we both kind of believed in a lot of the same things. We believed in um you know, left wing policy left wing politics and a lot of stuff like that, basically. So yeah, we had we were able to talk about the news and he liked to watch the news. He used to get very upset if he missed the news. But now he'd, he'd get a shock now that you can just go onto the ABC <laughs> website iView and you just, or no, um, ABC Listen and you just listen to the latest news at any time. So if it's 3.50, you can listen to the 3 o'clock news and he would have been so pleased to do that. But now it's too late for him to do that. But that would have been one of his happiest things. He would have probably listened to that news broadcast three times in the hour. But that was he, he used to like to do that and watch the news. You start off at the four o'clock news on the telly, and then you watch the five o'clock news on the telly, and then you watch the six o'clock news on the telly, then you watch the seven o'clock news on the telly, then you watch the seven thirty report, and then if you're lucky, you might watch some police show, <laughs> like the Bill. But all the time he, he, all the time he was watching those shows, he'd complain about the police. Oh, that policeman! Oh, why is he arresting him? What did he do? <laughs> He's a bit tough, he'd say. The Bill was the only show he really liked. And he, we used to watch Midsummer Murders, but he hated that. He said, the houses are too good. Too many, the, the criminals live in too good houses, he said. They can't live like that. So that was the end of Midsummer Murders. We weren't allowed to watch that. It was hilarious. <laughs> he had a real love for news and current affairs and he was always, he had strong opinions and he was very articulate about them, wasn't he? Oh, he loved the news. His oh, his opinions were really strong, and we, and he, oh, nothing excited him more than if there was a murder. We'd have to get, we'd have to go out. I, I had to go out sometimes in the morning and get the newspaper before, you know, before it could be delivered, so that he could read the newspaper to see what it had to say, and yeah, and he'd ring up the journalists to ask them what they knew about it, and oh, he was so, he was so keen on the news. He loved it, especially a bit of crime news. It was really up his alley. 
Now, Billy, um, Fran, also loved to win, especially at board games. Now, tell us, what was he like at Scrabble? He was a cheat. He used to make up these words that sounded like words. And um, I used to think, geez, he knows a lot of words that I don't know, that I've never heard of. Until one day we were in the bookshop, because he liked to go and look around bookshops. We went to the bookshop and I saw this book, O.S. What was it? Yeah, OSW, Official Scrabble Words. And I thought, I'm going to buy that. And he looked at me as if to say, you don't really need that. And I said, yes, I do. And then I found out that half of these words he was using weren't words. And he, he had this story about when he was in jail, they used to play Scrabble. And he was play, playing Scrabble one day and this guy upended the table and said to Billy, you're devious. And Billy thought that was hilarious and... So that was um, – so, yeah, you had to watch him when you played Scrabble because he put down a word that wasn't a word and then he'd stand up to you and say, yes, it was, and he had to, I had to get the official Scrabble word book out to <laughs> deny him, yeah. And did that work with the official Scrabble word book? Would he pay attention to that? Yeah, he did pay attention to that. He had to. But then he stopped using all these strange words and went back to words he knew. Mm. He loved winning, didn't he? Oh, he was a winner, yeah. He liked to win. So he wouldn't do anything that he thought he couldn't win at. So, um, you know, he, um, even as a kid apparently, he wouldn't go in races or play footy or cricket or anything because he knew he couldn't win at it, so he wouldn't do it. And that that was just his way. Mm. And pretty much when you think about his background and what he'd done and particularly working in the painters and dockers and being a union member, he loved winning. Like, you know, there's all sorts of rumours about what happened with the painters and dockers, you know, when they had the election. And, oh, yeah. and But I can imagine Billy wouldn't have taken loss very easily. Oh, no, I don't think he did. It was really – I don't know much about that election except it wasn't, it wasn't to his liking really. Mm. So I know – I've I've not committed a lot of that stuff to memory. I don't. I've not committed to memory a lot of things about him and a lot of stories he told me. Very few I, very few I found interesting, and um, I'm not. I wasn't kind of that interested in that old history. I just didn't really want to think about it, probably. But um, you know, I never was interested. Even all my life, I've never that been interested in criminal history. But the other thing Bill used to say about me was I was very forgiving. Like I'd, I, you know, I was really, I used to get really crook on the police. I got really crook on the police one day. Well, twice I've been really crook on the police in our street. Once they stopped a guy and I don't know what they were doing, but they were, they had him taking his clothes off his, right down to his socks Um you know that that if you want to do that to someone, take them to the police station and you know formally charge them, and then maybe you can do that. But to do it in the streets, just you know, disrespectful to persons, and not only to the person who you, whose socks you're taken off, but it's disrespectful to the people in the street, people who see it, and and you know then people lose respect for the police. You know, show respect to other people if you want to show. And the other thing that really annoyed me one day, and it probably wasn't the police's fault, but there was a, a young boy reading the water meters and he was an African boy. He was a lovely boy because I, I, I had a good chat to him and um, 
in, when he came into my garden and he was lovely and I helped him to read the next door neighbour's meter because um, they had a fence and they could he could read the meter over my fence and they'd put in a gate so that nobody could go in. They've changed it now. I think they've got it on on the internet, their gas reading. But in those days they didn't. And he was a really nice and then I went out in the street and there he is. He'd been bailed up by four police cars and it turned out that someone had rung up the police and said, there's an African boy going in every house in the street. Well, yeah, he was reading the gas meters. Um, so, you know, why couldn't they just send... There was one man and one car. Why couldn't they have just sent one car? Why would they send four? But I just found that really annoyed me. But that's you know those kind of things annoyed me and you shared that with billy didn't you that sense of like billy's sense of injustice um, i've got a strong sense of injustice i know that that was something that really irked billy too was injustices now how much did you know of billy's criminal background when you when you started to know him, how much did you know about his criminal background, Fran? No, I only knew the sort of the sensational stuff that was on the radio. And I, even then I didn't know much about that, didn't pay much attention to that. Mm. But I sort of knew he after a few weeks I knew who he was because um, he was working with Brian Murphy and they, and they went to this woman's house and her dog went to attack them and Brian Murphy threatened the dog or something similar mm. and um, and uh, this woman um, said that Brian had threatened her and and Billy said that he hadn't and Billy even went to the police station and made a statement. Mm. It's the only statement he ever in made in his whole life was <laughs> to say that Brian had threatened the dog because the dog was trying to attack him um, and he hadn't threatened the woman mm. and um, anyway Sly made an announcement about this on oh, the rumor file and then and then I realized yeah that's who I'm that's who is that's what that's about so I then was sure who Billy was mm. but um, I knew I'd, I'd known I you know I knew some of his history but I wasn't that interested and and but I, that doesn't mean that I don't say that I don't believe that his history was false. I think that a lot of it was true, and a lot of the, a lot of statements he made um, to me reinforced the fact that a lot of his history was true. So I can't say that I, I can't say that I glorified him or whitewashed him to think that. You know, he he wasn't what everyone said he was, but um, I just accepted that because we, you know, he was kind of well past all that by the time I knew him. Mm. And um, can I ask you, Fran, was his past at odds with the man that you got to know? Not always, not always. A lot of times when you were having conversations, you realised that his past was his his personality was his past was part of him and you couldn't divorce the part of him from his past that was always there I always knew that to be the case 
Because um, one of the things that I remember writing his biography was every now and then you'd see a flash of anger and you'd just think, you know, it was very strong. And, and that was one of the things I remember seeing. And you wouldn't see it very often, but every now and then. Oh, yeah, no. And, and the other thing that he wasn't ashamed of his past. He, um, mm. when, when we did, he organised uh, a lot of stuff about his funeral. So when we did his funeral, he, um, he would have been quite happy with it. But some people were annoyed that so much of his past had been talked about at his funeral. But Billy would have been, well, Proud is almost the word I would use. Not, I'm not sure that it is proud, but he he was very um, keen for people to know his past. He wasn't he wasn't prepared to hide his past. He wanted it known. Mm. So that's um, mm. he wasn't an easy person to live with at times. In fact, he was quite complex, wasn't he? Um, what do you think were his greatest fears? Because you got to know him very well. Oh, it. <laughs> Spiders and his enemies. I don't know who his enemies were, but he was terrified of enemies. He always used to say, I have to sit there because my enemies might see me or I have to do this in case my enemies come past. You know, most of the people that he had hanging about him were his bloody enemies, if you ask me. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you think he trusted you, Fran? Because I know you shared like a high level of interest in politics and world issues but why do you think he trusted you because he doesn't he he never trusted easily no I I just I don't know I just think that that's how he felt about me that you know he just accepted that I was trustworthy and you know he was um because loyalty was a big thing for him too wasn't it oh yeah you yeah you he could um some things could if if he felt that you weren't being loyal to him, he. But he was very. He was kind of. He liked to shore up his friendships rather than. Um, he wasn't. He didn't always know. Who was really being loyal to him, or who was there because of. What he had to offer. Mm. He definitely attracted a huge range of people. In fact, you know, as we said, I remember him holding court at the local cafe and he'd have people coming around here, you know, at his home. What do you think, what attracted people to Billy? Well, Billy Billy knew how to get people to be attracted to him. You didn't. It didn't just happen off the cuff. There were things that Billy did that attracted people to him. It wasn't um, it wasn't just that you'd run into him in the street and you'd have a mutual like. There was more to it than that, and it was part of what Billy did to to get them. It was, you know. Mm. I think he also was extremely good at analysing people, and I think it came from years and years of watching people and obviously getting to know people he had an incredible intuition about people that's the other thing I remember yeah he did but he he, it wasn't always well placed he could um he could take a dislike to someone for no reason um or he could just he could like people who um he shouldn't have really 
liked mm. who were undermining him or, you know, I don't know what happened. It, it wasn't important when I knew him because, but I can't imagine, I imagine that when he was in the union and that, that he would have trusted people and and thought that they were attracted and, but found out that they weren't. Mm. Mm. Do you miss him now, Fran? Oh, no, not really. I'm, I've, I've got a very busy life and I don't... Um, no, I don't. I, I've got... Um, I've talked about him and I do talk about him a bit, but not a lot and not as much as you would expect. And, um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm used to being without him now, so... How do you think Billy will be remembered and how would he want to be remembered, Fran? Oh, he'd want to be remembered for all the feats that he was supposed to have committed. There's no question about that. That's He was very... He wasn't ashamed or, you know, that's how he wants, would want to be remembered. He want he would be a bit devastated, if that's the word I could use, to find how little his name is in the newspapers now <laughs> compared to um, previous. He always used to, if if anything happened, he'd ring up the journalist so he could have his say. And yeah. and and now I don't. And now I think that nobody mentions him in the newspapers or anything i'd think that he would be a bit um upset about that well look uh thank you very much fran for sitting with me today on the crime couch i really appreciate it and yeah good luck with your life and moving on thank you thanks for joining me i'm rochelle jackson and i look forward to your company next time on the crime couch